Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media with Jimmy Trainer podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Going to have to get used to the new name. We have a new logo. Hopefully, you guys like it. I think this logo is kind of cool. Appreciate you guys tuning in here. It's Super Bowl week. So we have a good show. We have Richard Deitch from The Athletic to talk about the latest sports media news. A lot of stuff with Tom Brady, Tony Romo, Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhart, Stephen A. Smith getting in a fight with Jay Williams on first take. Uh, a lot of lot of sports media news with Richard. And then we have Adam Pullen, who is uh, an odds maker at Caesars in Vegas. And, of course, Caesars has an app as well. And we talk about Super Bowl betting, betting in general. Uh, a lot of you sent me questions on Twitter, and I asked Adam a lot of those questions. So we get into a full segment about sports betting and the Super Bowl. So that's this week's show. No Sal. Sal is in Aruba enjoying his life. So Sal will be back next week. Uh, so we don't have Sal this week, but we have uh, Deitch and Adam Pullen from Caesars to talk about Super Bowl betting. Before we get to it, very quickly, if you missed it last week, Chris Berman was on the podcast two weeks ago, Jason McCourty from Good Morning Football, Chris Long three weeks ago, Troy Aikman four weeks ago. If you missed any of those, go into the archives, listen to those interviews, subscribe to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, and leave a review on Apple. We will read it in the next uh, coming weeks here uh, during the Train of Thought segment with Sal. All right, let's get to this week's show. Richard Deitch on the latest sports media news, followed by Adam Pullen, an odds maker at Caesars Sportsbook in Las Vegas. All right here on SI Media with Jimmy Trina. All right, joining me now, friend, foe, now a SI Media podcast regular from The Athletic and his own podcast, Richard Deitch. Richard, how are you? Jimmy, uh, 
Super Bowl week, which obviously is a significant one in the media world. Yep. I'd be very honest with you. I know you're going to say I'm being self-deprecating here, but this is a big week. There's going to be a lot of interest in the Super Bowl, a lot of interest in the NFL. I appreciate the invite, but how could you not land somebody bigger than me? Well, for basically the reason that I have to book this podcast by myself and I have no as, help. As I do and mine. I, and I tried to get bigger guests and it didn't happen. So, okay. All right. All right. I just I appreciate it. it. I actually only tried to get two bigger guests. The, listen, it's Super Bowl week, but outside of Burkhart and Olsen, who's worth talking to? No, you don't want Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith. I'm trying to think of the Super Bowl, like Radio Row. Radio, right? Radio Row. We're, we're uh, taping this on Tuesday. I've, Garrett Wilson was on every radio show today. Very, yeah, is he, who's like the Jerry Rice? And, and, and Andrew, and, uh, and not Andrew, Andrew, Whitworth. His, Andrew Whitworth, yeah. Yeah, I mean. he's everywhere. I've seen him everywhere. That's have you ever, usually, Go ahead. Have you ever been to Radio Row? Yes. What did you do there? Like, what was your experience? Uh, I've been to two of them. Um, I'm not somebody who covers the Super Bowl uh, every year. Um, one one year, I just sort of wanted to take it in, just like the whole like sort of scene, just because it was very yeah. interesting and new to me. And then the other year, I did a couple shows, um, and I don't think I did a story on anything. And you know, by then the radio roast story had been written to death. Um, so you know, it's 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 certainly interesting, just given how many people are in that room but i think you've said this and i agree with you it's almost impossible to get good radio that week because it's right. just the same it's the same generally speaking topics and often it's the guests who just get repeated and recycled right on all these different shows i think a lot of people go for basically a meet and greet great vacation and, and networking and and that stuff. If you're going because you think you're going to do a good radio show, that's not going to happen. No, I think it. It. Um, I mean, the NFL was genius whenever they started this Super Bowl back in the '60s. To do it in warm weather was obviously an incredible incentive for the writers to go and cover it, which is initially who they were trying to um, bring in. Now it's obviously multimedia, and so um, I think you know you hit it on the head, like the. The networking aspect of it, like, is is huge. Um, you know, the, there's – I've gotten asked a couple times, obviously, um, with Sports Illustrated and The Athletic, like, do you just want to go to just do media stories and, you know, just to sort of make those connections? And I think there'd be value in that. I didn't really want to go this year. Yeah. But um, I also think, too, like, it's – in the. I don't know if you agree with this, but in, like, the radio world, I, there's kind of something to, like, if – like the sh you you want to be there because you want to be one of the shows that's there. It's sort of like a status symbol. Do you agree? No, I don't agree. I actually have more respect for shows that don't go. Well, the, but that's your personal respect. But would you yeah. don't don't think that like you've been there or have you not been there? Like you see all the big banners of like Rome or you know whoever you know, coward or whoever the big dogs are. Like there's I feel like that's a stat. Mike and the Mad Dog used to have that. It's kind of a status thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I meant by that's why people go, but I would much rather the shows I listen to not go and give me their regular shows. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on the sense that I you could probably do better radio away from the Super Bowl radio row, 100%. Like, before we started this, I was listening to Russo because I'll listen to the open of his show because that has nothing to do with Radio Row, and he'll, you know, he's ranting he about there? something. Yeah, he's there. And okay. then it's like, you know, here's Trevor Lawrence, and I'm out. 
Well, that's not a bit. That doesn't actually sound like a bad guess, though. Well, let me rephrase. He said, here's Trevor Lawrence for head and shoulders. And right. I was out. That's, that, the, I will say, I mean, I, I don't know if you agree with this. I do find it hilarious in a very meta media way to see how the interviews conducted. And at what point do you get the, um, you, at what point are you mentioning why these guys are there? Right. Or if you don't get to it, watching the subject, just basically figure out a way to cut the promo because they know the right. time is coming up. That's actually well, pretty I, funny. I used to respect Frances a lot because when he did the shows from Radio Row, at the end of his interview, he would just say to the guy, oh, what are you plugging? Tell us what you're plugging. Right. And the guy would be like, I'm here for blah, blah, blah. Right. But, well, but like, here's yeah, the thing. Ahead. But you fell into the trap because I say that Russo had Trevor Lawrence. And your first reaction is that's not bad. Has Trevor Lawrence ever said anything interesting in his career? No. He's not I a don't know. radio I mean, guest. I'm just saying that. Like, well, no, I, the answer is not you don't know. Name one thing Trevor Lawrence has ever said that you have found interesting. Nothing. Well, I don't know. Jimmy, I mean, I can name like 15 NFL quarterbacks who I'm not sure I can give you like something that they like. All right. What's Russell Wilson said this year that's interesting? Well, he, should, he shouldn't be on an interview either. What's. Um, oh, I'll give you one thing. He was in. Listen, Russell Wilson was is, is a good interview if you get into sort of the wacky stuff with him because he once said that God told him to date Rian, uh, to date Sierra. So well, good job by God. I mean, so that's like, you know, someone that will say something yeah, I, crazy. I, I, I Trevor Lawrence I, is not going to say anything. Uh, all My only point there was that Trevor Lawrence, to me, because he's young, does not feel as overexposed as some other people who are radio regulars. That's what I meant by that. I understand. I, I, right. I don't think Jerome, Be- Jerome Bettis. Jerome yeah, Bettis. He, right, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> he's on every show every year. Like, right. okay. Tre- Trevor Lawrence is probably not going to make news, but at least I feel like you get a better shot. Although I'd be curious if maybe somebody asked him about Urban Meyer, what he'd have to say. But uh, but I, I, I get your point. I don't. I must say I don't. Um, certainly, as I've uh, in the last couple of years, I really don't listen to many shows from the Super Bowl this week. It's just um, you know I know where you're coming from. It, it's it's very hard to. I think it's just very hard to do a do a compelling interview from there, just given some of the reasons you said, um, and that so many guests this week are just. I mean, we get these kind of pitches, maybe not at the Trevor Lawrence level, but like, how many Super Bowl pitches have you gotten this week in your inbox? I'm like, I'm up to like it's Tuesday. We're taping this on Tuesday. I'm probably at forty. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. Butler and um, I don't know, a couple of others. But let let's get into some news. Let's get into some yeah. news items here, and we'll have some other topics. Right. Um, Will the news item be as part of the news item the graphic change of your podcast as well as the name change? No, no. not like, I, well, Let me just say I like the graphic. Pretty, uh, it, it's Thank I, you. obviously I had to approve that. Are you happy with the name change? Because now that gets your name in the title. I don't know. I think it's very risky. I don't think it's risky at all. I think basically people know that you you've been doing this podcast for long enough where well no I, I shouldn't say this, it's risky. So why not, I shouldn't why say not it's get risky. Name I shouldn't say it's risky. I think it makes for a little, it's the only issue is that it's going to be awkward when I have to tease it because I have to say SI Media with Jimmy Trainer podcast. But but the point is there's video now or on YouTube, so it's more than a podcast. I don't know. Nobody cares about this. So let's just talk about. Why you, by the way, you don't need to say the Jimmy Trainer, but you just always say SI Media it makes the promo easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the full title is SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Yeah, all, right. all right. Well, let me let's start with this. Were you surprised at all by Brady saying he's going to take a year off before joining Fox? 
A little, yeah. Um, you know, I'm still working under the premise that it's 50-50 at best that he actually ever shows up. Maybe I'm even being too optimistic. You know, I'm not one who, and again, I don't know Tom Brady well, uh, or I should say I don't know Tom Brady at all. I mean, I know the I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I know you were hanging out with Tom. I'll be specific. Yeah, no, I do not know Tom Brady at all. Obviously, I know the people who have hired him pretty well and, and the people who, you know, produce and direct that broadcast. Um I just he just never struck me, Jimmy, as a guy who's like who'd be interested in doing like five, ten years in the booth. He doesn't he never struck me as a guy who's like, oh, it's week eight. Uh, I'm psyched for Jacksonville, Minnesota, and I'm traveling this week. That said, I think it's very smart on both Fox and Brady's um avenues. Let me take the Brady part first. One, you get a long time to prep and to practice and to take it seriously if you're indeed taking it seriously. You can do practice games. You can get a, a, you know, you bring the producer in or, you know, like whoever you want to professionally train you as a broadcaster, that's a great long lead up. So I think in that sense, I think he's really, really smart. If you're Fox, I think it was a great piece of business. You you change the entire news cycle this week, right? So people are talking to Olsen and Burkhardt. It's a very different conversation now. Even though Brady's shadow's there, it's a very different kind of shadow. The focus now becomes on the game. You also in a nice piece of business. You got Brady on Colin Coward, which was intentional as hell, of course, right? They wanted that on a Fox product to get out there. So I thought Fox did a great piece of business and they get their very, very good team to do another year of games. So I think for Fox, great piece of business. And I think for Brady, this, in my opinion, gives him more of a chance to be successful. Although I don't know how you feel about it. I'm still, until he gets in the booth, I'm not convinced. I guess I have a, I have a couple of takes on it. Um, first off, you know, I, I thought he definitely was going to go into the booth. There are people who said, you know, Joe Buck said right here on this podcast that there were people at Fox who didn't think he would do it. I always thought he was going to go into the booth. Cause I think he's just a football lifer. I think football's in his blood. He doesn't want to get away from football. He's not going to go coach broadcasting's fairly easy when you compare it to other jobs. I do think this year off i think now there's a better chance of him never doing it because i think if he enjoys retirement enjoys being with his kids enjoys seeing his kids growing up this i think that the family and kid angle here is big he enjoys right. going to the soccer games enjoys taking his you know we've seen pictures of him taking his daughter horseback riding and if he gets into that routine and doesn't want to upset that routine when he becomes you know stay-at-home dad I think that could hurt his chances of him. I think that's the only thing that would stop him from going to box. I always thought that Brady, the, uh, same thing with like Peyton Manning and stuff. I just always thought these guys think bigger, like that they'd want to own a team or they want to own their own production company. I think $375 million is pretty big. Yeah. No, I, listen. Here, now, here's where I think this is, this is a very smart move that will benefit everybody because I believe if Brady would have gone into the booth next year and we don't know what Fox would have done with Olsen if they would have kept it as a three man or, or bumped Olsen to the two, if they would have bumped Olsen to the second crew and made Brady, the a crew with Burkhart, Brady would have gotten destroyed for this reason. Olsen's got all this momentum right now. He's becoming a big fan favorite. Every he's the, he's the flavor of the month. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. He's been good. I, I wrote yeah. pieces about it. And there are a lot of people who don't want to see Tom Brady period. I think those people or a little off, but whatever. So listen, you know this, you're a wrestling fan. This is a total wrestling thing. Brady would have come off as a total heel 
if he goes into the A booth and Olsen, after having a great season and improving every week, gets bumped to the B crew. Fox would have put a target right on Brady's back if they did that. The year off now will let everything simmer. So I think that's a I think that benefits everybody involved. I uh, there's there's a lot there that you said that I agree with. But just a couple things. I don't think there's any chance that there'd be a three person booth, and would I don't think there would have been a chance this year. Now, why um, do you say now? I'm a, I'm a, I'm not. I I don't say you're wrong. I'm just give the, give the listeners a little reason why. Because I would think if Brady's never done this, it'd be good for him to be in there with Olsen and sort of learn the ropes. Why do you say no chance? couple things one uh, i wonder if it's contractual in brady's contract that he has the booth solo i don't obviously have not seen the contract but that would be my first instinct secondly i think that you recognize if you're fox that you have a very very good analyst in greg olson and i think that immediately makes your second team probably the best second team out there although i do really like iron eagle and charles davis they would be my favorite second team but you know it's all subjective so that's where i think that I think you just strengthen your lineup by moving Olsen down. Also, to get back to one of the points you said, you talked about the wrestling aspect, right? And that sort of Brady feels like a heel. I think if he's in the booth with Olsen, there's comparisons every week to the two guys, right? As they're both giving analysis. I I think that sets Brady up to fail. And here's lastly the thing where I think you're totally right about the simmering thing. This is, I think, is your best point here in that, um, Brady going into the booth really would have had a big challenge. One, he's replacing a guy who, like you said, has gotten the best press of any NFL analyst this year by a ton. So that's one. He's already has to face that. Two, Tony Romo set the bar of somebody coming right off the field and being great. So he's going to – Brady doesn't even get the latitude, right, of being okay right away. He has to be great, I think, because there's been some other guys who come in. I think if he takes a year off, I think a lot of that pressure just goes away and um, and he doesn't have to deal with it. Here's the last thing. This is just fascinating to me. I wonder how you feel about this. Because obviously I wrote very, very praiseworthy stuff of Romo. I think a lot of this, even though I don't think they had a great year, I think so much of this, I think me and you are in agreement on this. It's just the waves of criticism and it's an easy criticism now to just sort of jump on the Romo Romo sucks bandwagon, which is ludicrous to me. But I always feel like eventually it always comes for everybody. It came for Al this year. It took a long time, but it came for Al this year. If you had to bet, do you not think five years from now, Greg Olson, like people, oh, Greg's, Greg's losing a little bit. He's not as connected to the field. I feel like it comes for every analyst at a certain point if you do big games every week. Joe Buck, perfect example. Like he, he, every single well, week Joe Buck was on, he'd be criticized. There were weeks Joe Buck would be criticized and someone else was calling the game. Right, right. Um. It's a good question. It's a really good question because I'm trying to think. I mean, listen, I've I've gotten tweets from people now because I, you know, I've written, you know, there was the clip of Olsen on my pod where Greg said on on this podcast, I'm going to make it hard as hell or hard as shit for Fox. And I had retweeted that clip and said he's he has done that in the postseason. I got a couple of people like, no, he hasn't. And who says he's a fan favorite? So listen, everyone out there, there's again, again, outside of Vince Scully, there's no one who's going to get away unscathed. It's just not going to happen. He's the only. Yeah, I mean, maybe Harwell. He's like the only guy ever who's not yeah. been criticized. Although, by the way, if you search Twitter far enough, you'll find someone criticizing Vince Call. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, you mentioned Romo, uh, and so let's switch gears to that. I wrote this last week. You just said it. I think there is a total pile-on going on. I think he's become the new Joe Buck where people go on Twitter because they know there's cachet and bashing these guys on Twitter. He's not nearly as bad as everyone's making it out to be. 
I think though, I do agree with this is my my one criticism of of Romo. I have two. One is he he needs to just tone it down just a little bit. He, I like the exuberance, I like the excitement, but th- sometimes he repeats and he's there's a you know this is the game. Like just to, if he tones that, I think a lot of people would be happy if just tone that down a little. My only issue with Tony is I do feel like sometimes there's a lack of analysis of a play and it's more of the screaming and hype and yelling. And I like that in spots. I think it's gotten a little too much. I would just like to see if he just gave me a little more analysis because he's good at that. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's spooked because people don't want him doing the predictions anymore. And that ties into it. But yeah, there's been a little bit of a regression. He came in hot. You can almost say there was nowhere to go, but down, but the reaction is just absurd. I, 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 it's a, you know, I know you, you may want us to disagree on this podcast, but I think everything you said is, is dead on. I think he was this year many times too hot, too much talking. Um, I think he is a really good analyst when he's a little chill and can tell you sort of what's going on. This is what all, you know, just like Olsen is and just like Aikman is. Um, I think the, I think there's a really fine line between right. Enthusiasm and annoyance. And for five years, like he was perfect on that line. And this year, maybe he went over, the line a little bit. The notion somehow that like the guy's just showing up, like and not studying, is just absurd. I mean, at a base level, I can guarantee the guy's watching the games of the teams that he is calling because you have to just know the numbers. Like you just like there's a functionality here. And yeah, and lastly, like I think it's I'm not saying that people are doing this in bad faith. Like you know, I think people who have criticized Romo, at least, at least people we respect, like I think they believe it. But it's also right now a very easy column to write because like – or a very easy thing to tweet just because like he's like this year's like Mike Carey. Remember Mike Carey, the referee? Like that whole year, every time Mike Carey came on for a rules analyst, yeah. he was trending on Twitter. And so that's – that's but that provided, that provided – Mike Carey yeah. provided a lot of entertainment because he, he was my, a train again, wreck. Pure guess on my part because this is like very much like wrestling, right? Yep. I think this year, Romo's been a bit of a heel. I would not be surprised if next year we get a little baby face, Romo, and all of a sudden people's like, oh, Tony had a better year this year, you know? Tony's better this year. It's just a lot of this is cyclical. I mean, I I, mean, I, I have not asked Sean McManus this. I, I will at some point. I saw in some people posited that, like, Greg Olson's going to come in and replace Tony Romo. Like, are people insane? Like I, I, I had that. Just no, yeah. Like right. there's no chance of that happening. Right. Even if CBS is disappointed in Romo's year, you, you, you've, you have a long-term commitment to this guy. You don't blow right. that up and, and, and pay Tony Romo to sit in his house in Dallas, right? All that money right. and bring Greg Golson. in. so the booth isn't going to change. Um, I do wonder, but I do wonder though, with all of the things that had happened recently with the money that, CBS gave Romo and then ESPN gave Buck and Aikman and Alan Kirk. I do wonder if these networks regret it because it hasn't been. Now, I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword here. Like, I don't think ESPN regrets one penny they gave Buck and Aikman because they stopped the bleeding that was there for a lot of years. And now every Monday night, they're not getting bashed for four hours on Twitter. The Romo thing. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, I mean, think I think they like Tony Romo, but like, do I think they'd like to pay him twelve million, eighteen million? Yeah, I mean, that's just business. Exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, um, but, but he, he timed, his timing was incredible. If you remember when he signed the deal, I think it was right before COVID too, if I remember right. Yes, like, it was. It was all the time. He, his timing was perfect. He came up at the right time. Right. He was the hottest free agent. His agents were very smart in terms of placing him. So, and wasn't you know, the fear, like, wasn't CBS's fear that he would go to Monday night because they yeah, were blowing like, up I that mean, booth? Right. What's the athletic equivalent, right? A free agent, like Aaron Judge, comes off like an incredible year and like the Yankees got to sign him. Like they don't right. want him to go to the Giants. So, right. you know, what? I don't know. You would know this. You're a Yankee fan. What was, what's the deal on that? 10 years? Eight years? I don't even know. I don't even Dude. remember. I, I never okay. paid attention. But to you know my point, years. right? So like yeah, yeah. at the end of that 10 year deal, there's going to be Yahoo saying, oh, the Yankees screwed up. Why are they paying this guy? Like that's the deal. CBS had yeah. to pay that at that time or they would have lost him. I don't think Amazon regrets paying Al at all. And I don't think even if you think Kirk wasn't the greatest fit, I don't think they regret playing Kirk. I think every network I don't either cuz they needed I'm the credibility. Through, if I'm going through yeah, it yeah. all. I think everybody yeah. I think every, I mean with the exception I think probably CBS wishes they paid a little less just to lower the market. I think everybody's fine with what they pay. I actually think Amazon lucked out by getting Herb Street because there were all the rumblings that they were going to get McVeigh for $20 million a year. I mean, what or would that have done for them? Absolutely nothing. They had a no, horrific it would not schedule. It would, right. yeah, it would, I mean, I think honestly what it would have done is that Al would have been partnering with his buddy who he eats dinner with. That's He right. would have liked right. that because that's his friend. Right. And so would the broadcast have sounded better? Um, but it's not like NFL fans know, across the country. If, it's yeah. not like NFL fans across the country are dying for Sean McVeigh's words. Like I don't I see him Sean as Mc, this. He, I think Sean McBray is like a brilliant young football mind. I, I have no idea if he's going to. Do you have any idea if he's going to be good on air? I don't know. I have no idea. Same. No idea. So, yeah. So I think Al would have liked it because he's tight with the McVeighs, and I think he thinks, having talked to him about this, I don't know if you asked him. He he thinks McVeigh is going to be a star. Yeah, like I th- he said that on my podcast. Something like he said he's absolutely going to be great in the booth when he does it. So Al believes he'd be great mcgadelli believes he'd be great so i'd imagine he'd be good but the one thing i say about herb street is he prepares right like he's gonna be ready he's gonna be a pro- right. he's gonna give you a professional broadcast like i don't love him honestly as an nfl analyst I, I i don't feel like i learned so much but i would never say the guy's not professional and prepared and so right. it it's he's not doing anything that's gonna make me turn the tv off and i think if you're amazon your goal was less about like Al and Kirk and more about how does this thing look this year? Do we look like Fox and CBS? And you did. So you won. Like yeah. whatever the viewership is, like, do you, did you see anyone either like who writes to you over email or even on follows you on Twitter? I didn't see anybody criticize what, like how Amazon, like the look in the production. No, no, none of them. no, yeah. no. Exactly. Listen, I don't know. It wasn't like there were a million eyeballs on them. They had a, you know, right. a terrible schedule. Week, you know, first week they the got first 60. Week, yeah. That's a good number. But that was rough what they had to go through. Rough. Yeah, that um, Denver, uh, Denver, Denver indie game was, was, and, was, was not good. And to put a bow on Romo, next year I think will be a huge year for him because CBS is the Super Bowl next season. Great. 1,000%. So um, I will be curious the if the – and I don't know the answer to this. I'll be really curious if the Romo bashing continues into week one, two, and three. I just don't know. Um, my guess is probably, but, yep. um, you know, you're also just like literally like one incredible viral highlight away from turning it around. So we'll, right. we'll, we'll see how that, uh, happens. And I think Nance next year, this is just sort of something for your listeners to think about. He won't have in the NCAA anymore because this is his final run. So it's just right. football and golf. And I feel like 
there's got to be a part of Nance to be like, all right, I'm, you know, this is just me now. I'm just a football golf guy, and he's going to be really into the football schedule. Yeah, I never. I mean, Nance is always, always a pro. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, all right. Speaking of the Super Bowl, because of your job, will you watch like the entire? 47 hour Fox pregame show. Will you go in and out? What, what's your deal for yeah, the pregame no, show? I actually just talked to my editor about this today. Um, and I told, um, uh, Mr. Editor that little chef to reference there that, um, <laughs> that, uh, I really don't want to write a pregame review. Like it's right. just mind numbing. I've done it a million <laughs> times for SI. I've now done it for the athletic. There's nothing I think you would agree with this, right? That's going to be noticeably different that Fox does that any of these other networks haven't done. So he he was very cool and just said, okay, just like if anything like memorable happens, just like included in your larger piece. I said, you know, and which is great to me. Like people are interested in the broadcast. Uh, Burkhardt and Olsen, that's a big story. It's it could be the only Super Bowl they ever call together, and so I've, I'm going to write that. Um, yeah. And what that entails me to do at least this is how I do it. I don't know how you do it is I obviously watch the game in real time, taking notes. I tape it and then I go back and I'm filing if they want it that night, you know, something obscene like two in the morning, two thirty in the morning, or if it's the next day, it's the, the next day. But the only way to really do it is just to go back and look at stuff on tape because you, you, you can't know exactly what the two broadcasters said back and forth, unless you listen to it once, twice, three, four, four times. I expect Fox to do a good job, Jimmy. I imagine you agree. I mean, I just think they have good broadcasters and they have good directors and uh, producers and editors and audio people. So I expect it to be a quality broadcast. And usually in my experience, in terms of like the audience reaction, if it's a great game, people think the broadcast was great. If it's crappy game, then it goes either way. Yeah. I felt like I remember last year it was, I didn't think it was a great game and you know, I thought Al and Chris were okay, and they weren't. They never really had. I think. Remember the Super Bowl that um, Nan, the first Super Bowl Nance and Romo has had was that Patriots Rams, which was the worst Super Bowl of all time. And they oh, yeah. and Nance had always said like they couldn't use any of the stuff they had because the game was so bad. Um, I don't want to trigger you and get into a political discussion, so don't don't go there. I just want to know. Every year, you, they usually have like the is Biden being interviewed by someone from Fox News this year. I haven't uh, seen anything about that. Well, that's now that I'm question, I have not seen anything either. Um, maybe, maybe it can't happen. Right, but the, but if I had hostility. to guess, no, I'm actually interested in that because like a couple times I've broken that, which has been like a fun thing to break on Twitter. Uh, if I had to Big guess, shot. that would be Brett Bear, don't you think? Isn't he? It used to be Chris Wallace, and I feel like yeah. Brett Bear is the last of the um, not insane people. <laughs> it's your words. Uh, yeah, he's like <laughs> not I feel awful like he's human that, beings. He's the last of the conventional. Right. I, I, listen, I don't want to. You know, trust me. I'm not saying Brett Bear. You don't. You don't. You don't think. Edward R. You don't, Morrow, I'm you don't think we're going to. You don't think we're going to see Greg Gutfeld interviewing Joe Biden on the Fox my, pregame my show? My larger point is, like, I don't think Biden's sitting down with Tucker, Laura, yeah, or, or uh, who else? Yeah, the whack jobs. All right, forget all that. Um, do you, by the way, do you, do you? Um, let me ask you this: since you brought this up, um, are you someone just as a as an NFL viewer, and you're a pretty quick diehard NFL viewer? Is that something mm. you would watch every year, or did you fast forward through that when it would be Trump, Obama, or whoever Clinton, whoever did it? Um, I really because I, I can't say I watched all of them. I don't think yeah, I. Have. I mean, the truth of the matter is, I'm usually not home when the pregame's on until right. I don't usually get locked in until maybe like. Five five thirty, you know. During the day, I'm running around doing stuff. So, 
And by uh, the way, you, you, know, put, you put Brady, if Brady is on this thing, and I don't think he will be, but if he is, five to six o'clock hour? I, I, now, my thing is this. If they, if Fox made Brady go on Colin Coward's show, I don't understand why they wouldn't have him do a five minutes interview during the, the pregame show. I wonder if that, I, I wonder if that is it, and you just don't put Brady on the broadcast because you don't want to take the spotlight off. Olsen or well, that's the thing. Know. If you put Brady on the pregame show in it for an in, well, here's the thing: you can legitimately make the case that they can do a newsworthy interview with Tom Brady because you just had the greatest quarterback of all time retire. Well, why not? He can now, just analyze. But is the Super Bowl pregame show the place for that? I don't think so. Probably. Can he just analyze Hurts and Mahomes? Like just use them for something like that? Or no? That's a perfect way to use them. Yeah, yeah. I think. Might, um, I mean, I, 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 I talked to Fox yesterday. We're taping this on Tuesday, so it's. The news as of Monday is he's not coming. He's not part of the right. pregame. I right. would just say the caveat is television people change their minds. Right. And I, until I don't see it on Sunday, I'm not sure. Well, again, this goes back to sort of wrestling. Like if Fox wants to get a pop, they'll all of a sudden there he is for five minutes. And I think you said it perfectly, like analyzing Mahomes and, and, and Hertz. I will say, um, I think they're probably better. I think they're probably better off at this point just leaving him out because you can put him on. You'll get a pop. People start buzzing. You know, Tom's on. Tom's on. But I don't think there's any upside other than maybe some social media videos because right. no one's going to come away from it going, "Oh, Tom's going to be a great broadcaster." You may have people coming away going, "Tom's boring on TV." So okay. I'd probably leave it alone. Yeah, I think I think to me, I think it's a better, more dramatic entry if. The first time we hear Tom is week one of whatever the 2024 season is like that yeah. to me is how I would do it. Um, but you know, he's got his own podcast. It's not like we're not going to hear from Tom Brady in 2023. Right. He's just right. going to, he's got the whatever. I'm not going to see it, but he's got that movie that's out. Like he's going to be, he's going to be in the public eye in some way. I think we're going to hear from him more and more on social media now that he's got free time. Uh, we, I mean, listen, I thought like whether he intentionally did this or not, you know, you're more of an internet savant than me. His posing in his underwear got like that was the story of the day for a couple hours. That right. That's um, what he's doing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
enhances your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 99.1 million people watched last year's Super Bowl Rams and Bengals. How many do you think watched this year? Over 100. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I think that 99 was without a home, which is crazy to me. It's a really not a good number. Yeah, I would expect it to be, you know, 106, 107. I guess now, why, because, now, why do you think a 7 million viewer increase? I think, I, think the core, I think the quarterbacks are interesting, and I think the game has the potential to be really tight. Uh, I also think the Philadelphia well, last market, year was tight. Yeah, true. Philadelphia you had a comeback last year. Philly market's a great market. That's the best but, market right. for if you want to compare it to last year. No offense to the LA and and, well, that, um, right. and Cincinnati. The Philly market's the best TV market out of all the teams I just mentioned. It's not only does it have a massive audience, it just has a crazy, um, you know, over the top TV over index audience. So that would be my, um, that would be my thought. I think had you had the Bills as opposed to the Chiefs, I actually think it'd be bigger. Because I think there, you could make the argument that there's a um, a little bit of a Mahomes fatigue. Maybe I don't know. I guess well, we'll see. Chiefs overall. I mean, they've been there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I just I think this game is going to be good. I think it's going to be tight, and so I'm going over a hundred. You? I th- well, I you said 106 million, which would be a. Yeah, I yeah, think it's going to. I think they'll be up. I think they'll be up like two million. Because but I, I think, think the, but the year before last year though wasn't it in the top, wasn't it, it was ninety five no I looked ninety five oh, so point two I think I'm, honestly I I don't mean to correct you I think you yeah. have the numbers that don't include out of home maybe and I'm using out of home. I I'll think look it I'll look yeah look I'll that look. up I think that I'll number look. was much bigger than what you're telling me um, okay so I, yeah I, I mean I'm 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 buying this game I just I think this is going to be a good one I think the number whatever the number is. I think it will be up. I just don't think it will be up more than a couple of million only. I, I think, listen, the biggest the biggest thing... Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, you're right. You, you're 100% only, right. And by the way, the only reason I know this is because... Uh, and uh, we'll give him a shout out here. Douglas Pucci, who works for a uh, number of uh, different um, places, a media guy. He sent me um, a list and asked me... He's doing a roundtable at Yeah, yeah, I'm, I... I yeah. And so he had 112.3 million last year for Rams Bengals. Let me tell you. So actually, hold on. What did I give him? 
This is really confusing because I'm looking. You know at what? It I take now. it back. I gave him. If you include out of home, I said one fourteen point five million, but that's including out of home and streaming. Right. I think you just gave a number that was not including streaming or out of home. I think you just right. said if you include if you include all the platforms, it was one hundred and twelve million. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, I'm up. I'm going up on that. I'm, up I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a more than last year. Yeah. The uh, number the number isn't important. It's how much it'll increase. I think. I just think it's really, really, really hard for anything to increase this year because of cord cutting in, in, in any day and age. I think, listen, I think the game automatically gets a bump because of what you said. Nobody, There's nobody across this country at all in any way, shape, who cares about the Rams. They're a nothing team in the NFL. It was a hollow win last year. People are into the Eagles. People are into the Chiefs. So I think just that alone makes it go up. But it's hard for things to make big, big jumps. And You know, the Grammys just had a big bump. In like 30%. So I don't know. Maybe now it's going to. I think. But. Yeah, I mean, both of us know this. We've been writing it in a long time. It's it's very much a, uh, you know, it's very much a competitiveness of the game. And if it's close in the fourth quarter, you get, you know, you get the waves of the peak. And then it averages out to a bigger number. Um, Speaking of ratings, more than 6 million people watched flag football game on Sunday afternoon. I know. With the NFL. I think if you're the NFL, you got to be psyched about that, even though it was down from last year's Pro Bowl. The NFL can do any. There's no, no matter what they do, people are going to watch. Did you it's, like that? I saw, I briefly saw it. Like, did you like the new format? I mean, the Pro Bowl is watchable generally. So that it's a better not, format just for that alone. I'm not watching a flag football game on a Sunday afternoon. No, I, I agree. It's, 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 you know, it really. It's they just did it because they needed to do a new format. I mean, ESPN covered it like Listen, it was the fall of Berlin Wall. <laughs> uh, no, no one's better at that than ESPN. Oh my God! The I don't know if you got it as much as me because I think they know that I'm a diehard lunatic nut and you're not as into it. But my God, they wanted to pump up the Mike and the Mad Dog reunion like there was no tomorrow. I know I, press I, I, releases yeah. and promos, and then Tom Brady went and ruined the whole show. It's good to do a quick, I mean, if if you're, you know, first take is just an engine to try to get any kind of attention it can. So if, you know, if you got something like that, um, you put, you, you pump up Frances and Russo and you probably can get a little bit extra viewership in the East coast. Right. I don't think anybody in Montana or, or, you know, or Nevada cares about those guys, but I I felt bad. I felt bad for ESPN because this was a big thing. Stephen A was really into it. And then the whole thing got destroyed by Brady. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did. I mean, I don't watch that show. And um, and I did not see that. I know you're into that. Was it? Were they? Yeah. Were, were they, I mean, was it? Was it worth it? Yeah. I no no. I I was looking for. I think everyone. You know, the Mike and the fans were looking forward to the show, and then Brady retired an hour before it started, and they had to blow up the yeah. whole thing. But and that, then it was but two hours. That of, have been, but shouldn't that have been given them like a whole thing to do? I mean, the Brady's no, no, an no. No no Mike and the Mad Dog fan wants two hours of Tom Brady analysis. That's I what agree. the show was. There was yeah, no. You know, speaking of first take, did you see the Stephen A. Smith J. Williams I did. fight? I nasty, did nasty. Asked me to watch it. I don't know if yeah. I would call that nasty. I would say it was. It mm. seemed personal. Very. Yeah, like that seemed that they were not talking about Kyrie Irving. They were talking about their own well, relationship. No, see, to me, J. Williams has no credibility there because to me, it just looks like the Duke guy is sticking up for the Duke guy. So see, I, I, I have to. I'd be very candid with you and your audience. Has, is Jay Williams known as someone who's defended Kyrie Irving? Like, I don't even know. Is that? Well, I don't know. Thing? I just know they both went to, they both, here's what I know. They both went to Duke. 
There's zero right. reason for anyone to defend Kyrie Irving. Everything he's done is indefensible. So if you're going to go on TV and defend him, I have to think your only reason is because you probably know him from Duke. You both went to Duke, and that's why you're defending him. You I can't like defend the guy. Less, that, the, the clip, at least I saw it again. I, it's yeah, no yeah, yeah. context thing. It seemed like he was he was more a, he was more. Um, Sheffield scored. Sheffield scored. Uh, I'm watching the Sheffield Wrexham game. That's a tough loss for uh, Wrexham. Um, it seemed to me that he was more not happy with Stephen A. Smith's commentary than even defending Kyrie Irving. Like, that's my reason. Well, he thinks he thinks that Stephen A. Smith has some personal vendetta against Kyrie Irving, yes, but he didn't, yeah. he didn't say why. I mean, again, I, I don't. I, I have not watched first take enough. Like, it, it, has Stephen A. been really critical of Kyrie Irving? I mean, who hasn't? I mean, been? That, that, no offense. That's the layup of layups, right? I mean, right. it gives you a lot there to be critical of, right? That's, but it felt like there was something underneath that argument with those two. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I, I think you can tell from Legler and Molly Quirm um, that the uncomfortable level was not performative television. Like, it was, it felt real. Well, that Molly jumped in a couple of times. Tim Legler looked like he was just going to If hole. you're Tim Legler, honestly, that's the yeah. day that you're just basically counting whatever the zeros are at the end yeah. of the show, right? Um, I have to say, I was surprised. By the way, you, you know, just one quick last thing on first yeah, take, because yeah. I just always find that amusing. There was yeah. a time that ESPN PR, like yeah. really, like they would not promote that show. Like they were embarrassed for that show. I'm just, I covered this as like, you know, like the heart of my SI coverage. It is incredible to me today. The how many press releases do we get on almost a daily basis if they have a big pop on viewership? And they're actually smart about this. They're always going to put the number out in January and early February because it's going to be the highest of the year. Right. They're not right. trust me when I tell you they're not putting the February twenty third number for first takeout because it's going to be gone down thirty five percent. Well, I'll say this: I actually think I think first take ESPN and Stephen A all deserve a lot of credit for this. Like you said, it you know I never watched it until Russo showed up, but I do think that. And I will watch it occasionally on days Russo's not there, which I never used to do. I think they, whoever is, you know, Stephen A says it was his idea. Whoever, whoever had the idea to do rotating panelists, yes, changed was very the, smart the, because I agree, hundred percent. If I'm flipping around and I see JJ Reddick's on there, who I happen to like a lot, I'll leave it on and I'll check it out. If you know, um, um, Swagoo is yeah, on I mean, there, no matter, I like him. Listen, no matter, no matter what, no matter how you feel about. Stephen A. Smith's content and what he says. And there's a lot to be, there's certainly a lot to, 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 to discuss on that and, and disagree with or not be happy about. He's an excellent television performer and anybody who's with him in a rotating cast is, is going to be in an interesting position because the guy is a good television performer. And I will say certainly the show is better from it's just, you know, nonsense with Bayless and Smith. And some of the other sort of garbage that they had on there. So as a television product, I think it's a lot better now. Um, it is just hilarious to me that maybe, you know, I, I guess PTI is really their flagship debate show still maybe around the horn too. But it's just amazing to me in the course of how long we've been talking and writing about Jimmy, like the how it how it is um how they feel about it internally. You know what I mean? It, like once upon a time it was like right. Right. Something they didn't want to touch, and now, like they, ESPN PR will promote this as hard as they promote some investigation that they did. Yeah, yeah and it, 
I didn't know if you would do the podcast because I thought you'd be too devastated and you'd be in mourning over outside the lines. I love outside the lines, but it has not been outside the lines like for many, many years at this point. So yeah, I'm always. We used to always make fun of you at SI about your love of outside the lines. Uh, I know. There were, listen, there, (laughs) I I will be the first to admit I uh, was a huge fan of outside the lines and, uh, in the Bob Lee year, I loved it. Also, it, I, there's no doubt that there was a part of me that liked being the performative champion on Twitter for Outside the Lines. There was value. Yes, what, yes. there was value in taking shots at ESPN management. I'd be the first to admit that. All right, let's wrap it up with this, and this is the part where we'll piss some people off, but I don't care. We got to talk about a little wrestling stuff. So, if you're not a wrestling fan, you could fast forward to the next spot. So, so, is um, Sal Akata in the next spot of this? No, Sal's not on this week. Unfortunately, he's in Aruba. Do you have a a Sal Akata villain? Sort of. Okay. All right. You don't have to say. You don't have to. No, no. That. We're we're gonna do a spot on gambling and prop bets and betting on the Super Bowl. Oh, that's, so, that's, that's yeah, yeah. People people listen to that. <clears throat> now the big thing in wrestling, right? Okay. So the WWE is sort of having like a renaissance in terms of good publicity because everyone loves the bloodline stories with Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. And now there's all this controversy because Cody Rhodes is going to go to WrestleMania and people want Sami Zayn. We saw this already with Daniel Bryan a few years ago. And then Monday night that just happened, Heyman, of course, saves everything and cuts this unbelievable promo with Cody Rhodes. So first things first. Now, WrestleMania is two nights, and I've seen people say he could Roman could do Sami Zayn one night and then wrestle Cody the next night. I have a feeling that's what they're going to end up doing. What does Richard Deitch think? Well, first, let me say... Um it's amazing that Heyman continues to raise the bar just on promos. That promo um, w- with Cody regarding Dusty Rhodes was just in- so incredibly personal and well done. I mean, it's all performance, obviously. Right. But it, he, they he made you feel like it was personal. Um, I'm not the biggest Cody Rhodes guy. And actually, Heyman made me like want to be part of that promo with Cody Rhodes, who I thought actually gave a great promo as well. Um, he sort of moved... Uh, he moved the needle for me. Bloodline storyline's been brilliant. Uh, one of the best storylines we've seen in wrestling in a long time. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know how they're going to figure out what to do with Sammy versus Roman. It's very clear. I mean, it seems very clear that Cody's going to be Roman Reigns on the last day of WrestleMania, and he's going to take the belt and 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 move on. So I almost because I think Roman probably wants to. You know this. Don't you think Roman wants oh. to do Hollywood stuff? Okay, I got it. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I I can't say I have followed the day to day ins and outs of the WWE that closely in the last whatever it is months. But I, obviously, I know this bloodline story, and I've I've seen what's going on the last few weeks. Royal Rumble, and I got an email from one of the gambling sites that sends me odds, and they had early WrestleMania odds, and Cody Rhodes is minus four hundred to win. I had no idea they were taking the belt off Roman at WrestleMania. I I, th- I think I mean. It seems to me that they want to put Cody over. I mean, that's unquestionably like it's just oh. everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, like to me, indicates that. I think at a certain point, you got to give Roman or Joe, who's great on your podcast, by the way, um, a little bit of a break, a little bit of just let you, you gotta, you gotta like at least give him a little bit of. Well, he has like the. The Johnny Carson schedule right now for all the old I'm just saying, like, I reference. guess, but like, I feel like, you know, give the guy a break to, and also creatively figure out like what you want well, to do next. Yeah. Um, it's always great in wrestling um, if you're chasing. So Roman can chase Cody's belt, which is a whole new storyline there. 
The one thing I can't figure out, and Sami Zayn's been amazing, is do you do you use Sami Zayn to go against Roman one on one, or do you try to figure out how to use Jey Uso and Sami Zayn together right. in some kind of Roman thing? I, without knowing this, I I it, I, I don't know this, and I obviously could not be wrong. I, just for some reason, I don't think they're going to do one on one Roman Saturday and then one on one Cody Sunday. Like, how do you? How do you? What's the sell on that? Like the winner faces Cody Rhodes. That seems an odd sell. Well, Cause, that, that's because the whole everybody everybody watching on Saturday knows that Roman Reigns is winning that match. So, well, they yeah. don't have to announce that that's how they're doing it. Like he could wrestle. You know, they can create some issue where he's wrestling Sami Zayn and Cody still is automatically given the title shot. So they could they could work it. I wish Sami had the money in the bank. If Sami had money in the bank, it would work. Well, here's the th- the, the, the bottom line is. Whatever they do, they've already won because here we are talking about it and everyone wants to know what they're going to do. And that's almost in in pro wrestling these days. And it sucks for those guys is it's sort of the backstage behind the scenes stuff that we get so caught up in. And this, yeah. this is a fascinating dilemma here. I'm stunned. I didn't think they were going to take. I don't know. I would have guessed if they were going to finally pull the trigger on Roman losing the title after a thousand days. I thought it would have been someone other than. Then Cody, you know who I feel like gets screwed in all this a little bit is Seth Rollins. I feel like he's the guy. He's had you know. it though, right? Yeah. But and the thing is, like, you can't give it to Brock because he's not going to work every week, right? Um, that's been there, done that. Do you, you know who's sort of like who I think is a really good performer, and and his timing just happened to be the worst timing of all time is Drew McIntyre because he was rolling during during COVID, mm-hmm. and he sort of was carrying that company during COVID. Uh, he's lost a little bit of his heat, but but yeah. a couple of years ago, I think you would have said that guy's got the look to be a to, to carry the belt for a while. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, listen, I just want to say if if you're someone who's like on the fence with WWE and like you go in and out, like I think Richard and I do, and you haven't been in, go watch the right promo now. with with Heyman and Cody Rhodes because that was really good. Before we get good. out of here, what is your yep. thought? Uh, big big picture thought on AEW right now. I don't really have. I mean, they. They seem to do well. You know, they get a good rating. They get a million viewers every week. They do pay-per-views. They they seem to be making money. I mean, isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? I don't, you know, MJF is obviously a riveting figure. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, they gotta I create, barely have. They got to create, they, 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 and I know they're trying to, but they got to create a couple more MJFs, like some homegrown guys who just, you want to. Easier you said than done. And actually, I actually think Britt Baker's pretty compelling. But the what if Tony Khan, if I if if Tony, if money was no object and Tony Khan could do whatever he wants, if he could like roll Becky Lynch and Charlotte like to AEW, it'd be game changing. This is one thing like I feel like the women's division could use a superstar. Maybe Jade Cargo would be that. I don't know how much. Well, wasn't what Paige supposed to do that for them? Yeah, and I like her, but I don't think she's she's not. Bianca Belair, she's not Charlotte, right. she's not. All right, too much. Let's get back to this before I let you go. Is there any sports media topic or non-sports media topic? Anything you want to throw out there? Anything you want to discuss? Anything you want to bring up before I let you go? Mm, let me think about this. Anything out there? Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> <laughs> uh. is not a topic I have interest in bringing up. Uh, um, I will see. say, I, yeah, yeah, I have one thing to say. Um, I, I really like the moment that we're in in terms of just there's like so much uh, sports documentary stuff that's really good. Do you watch Breakpoint at all or 
Have you seen Welcome to Wrexham? There's just a lot of good stuff out there. No, I, I watched the Ra- the Baltimore Ravens one the other How night. How was that? I didn't see it. It. Is that good? <laughs> I didn't love it. You know what it is for me? I want to like really like the people I'm watching a lot. I didn't really love any of those Ravens. That team I, is not likable at all. Right. Um, what did yeah. I watch recently? I watched something. Oh, my God. I'm so old. I, my mind just goes blank. I did watch something recently that I liked, and now I can't think of it. Was it sports related or something else? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't Breakpoint. I can't believe I can't think of it. You're not really a tennis God. guy, so that wouldn't be it. No, no. I mean, I would watch a good, you know. I mean, I watched the, what was the Marty Fish thing on Netflix? That was really good. Yeah, I um, forgot the name of that, but that was pretty good too. That was—I yeah. thought that was really good. Yeah, Netflix, yeah. Netflix has done very well in terms of sports uh, docu series. This is really not up your alley, but uh, did you happen to watch Apple TV's uh, War uh, War on Football, like the Super League? Did, does no. that ring a bell? Okay. I did yeah, not. That's no, very no. sort of hardcore soccer, which I which I yeah. dug. Um, well, if you can think about it, let me know. Anything for you? What's coming up? Here? What any big guests coming up in the next couple of weeks? Who knows? Once football ends, then, you know, start bringing some NBA people. Can we both make a prediction here that um, do you think Tom Brady in his first year will do either of our podcasts? I'm going to predict now. I'm going to say. You want to put Marshan and Oren on there? I think I think he will do. I think no for all three. No, I think he will. I think he will do. You know, I think he'll do PMT. Yes, I, I'm not I think talking. He'll do, well, yes, he will do. What's the other? What's the second biggest football podcast? The Kelseys, whatever. New Heights are. with the Kelseys. Yeah, he'll, he'll do go those. on those. Yeah, I, I, I would guess he's not coming on ours. Yeah, I agree with you. I would guess. I, he, I think he'd be the only. Although, actually, I haven't had Romo. Have you ever had Romo on yours? Yeah, I had him once. Oh, and I did not actually. Romo's yeah. uh, well, Romo. I don't know who's doing Romo's PR right now, but some interesting yeah. media courses for him. Yeah, um, Romo's doing he, interviews. With as, uh, so you've really had everybody in the NFL circuit, right? Pretty much. Pretty trying much. To think, have you had Collinsworth ever? No. I've had a long Just time. never tried. Just never. The dream guest is, I don't give a shit about any of these. The dream guest is Larry David. That's my goal this year. The goal this year is to get Larry I David think you can get him. Point. I don't think that's No, you can't. He doesn't do interviews. He does Michael Kay and Rich Eisen. Those are the only two sports interviews he ever does. So you uh, got to get. I've seen him do interviews before. He's not like a hermit. I mean, I, you know, but he only does interviews when the season of Curb comes out. So you have a very, very it. small window. What about, here's my tip for you on this, okay? Sure. Would you ask Jim Miller, James Andrew Miller, our mutual friend, yeah. who obviously is tight with that group, to maybe put yeah. a word in it? Feel like that would be the only shot. I don't like doing that. That could be maybe you know a favor. You pick, I, you would. Get, I get you don't like doing that, but this would yeah. be you got to pick your spot because I feel like yeah. without knowing anything, Larry David strikes me as a guy who would only do stuff with people who he knows or trusts. Or, right. Well, he goes on Eisen and Michael K all the time. When 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 there's a new I, season I, of I, Don't hate me for this. It's not my favorite show, but like I get his genius. It's just not my my thing. I mean, listen, that says it all right there. If you're asking There's me would I rather watch um, Squid Game or Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's going to be Squid Game. It right. does, well, does enough right there, right? His Twitter is at Richard Deitch, so you can let him know what a ridiculous <laughs> statement that is. On the good old, where do you stand with Twitter these days? You've took, you took the break. You're back. What's, yeah, I'm going back. I, I, I'll, break, I'll break some news for you. I'm, uh, once the Super Bowl's over, I'm going to take another break. Not, it won't be nearly as long, but maybe a month or something like that, just to, to refresh, cleanse 
Clint's Do you want to go into a dark room like Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> or you might not know that story because I can't. I don't know. Is Aaron Rodgers on Twitter? I don't even know. Aaron, he is, but he told Pat McAfee today that he's going to lock himself into a into a dark room for four days, no light for four days, and then he'll What's make the his decision. Process, they cleanse the mind, kind of thing. I think it's like I have all this money and I don't know what to do with it, so I'm gonna just do weird things. Let like me ask you a question. Here. Does. here, this is like our last thing, and then I will let you go for Twitter. You, if you, if this was a Vegas prop, okay, and you were betting. Elon Musk owning Twitter in 2025, yes or no? No, no, no. I agree with you. I don't think he will. Yeah. 2024, though, because it's a presidential yeah, sure, election year, I think he will. That's Makes that's sense. fine. You buy that? Yeah, I could see that. I don't. I don't know. He's. I. I have major issues with Elon. I know everyone's all hyped up about Elon Musk, but at least what I what bothers me the most is like the functionality of the site he's that's, changing, and that's what's annoying me. It's terrible. Well, they, they mean, killed Echo Phone, which was the app I use. I never ever used the Twitter app on my I'm phone. I'm not I a fan Echo of Phone. Throwing, throwing out some disinformation, but and the but for yeah, you it, and the following, like I functionality. It's yeah, it's, it's the site is far worse, but. The reality is for many of us in sports, me and you included, like it, it has been our primary distribution vehicle to get what we do out there. And it's, you know, to to yeah. to to go into another site to start again is almost impossible. And you can't replicate sports Twitter anywhere else. You agree? Right. It'll never. Happen. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. You're sort of if you're a sports fan and you have a presence on Twitter in many ways, you're screwed. There's no alternative. Yeah. I thought some of the most embarrassing people during that whole thing when he took over it was like find me on what is it Mastod mastodon or whatever the yeah fuck. I, I do have a post news account i don't tweet a lot yeah. but i but yeah. i want to at least go somewhere no one's no one's going there it's stupid invented, just stick with twitter know. and whatever all right richard enjoy the super bowl thanks for coming on i do appreciate you, you helping me out Thank tremendously you, out you won. all right be well Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. 
That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, joining me now, Super Bowl week and... Super Bowl means betting, gambling. So I thought we'd uh, get into that world. We have Adam Pullen, the Assistant Director of Trading at Caesars Sportsbook, to give us some insight on the betting world when it comes to the Super Bowl. Adam, how are you? How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Are you in Vegas right now? Where do you, where are you stationed? Yep, I'm in Vegas. Yep, lived here for years. So yeah, that's where we're headquartered. So I'm curious about the the rise in online gambling before we get into some super bowl stuff i want to ask you just some generic questions here has the rise it's not in every state yet i think that's a misconception where i think a lot of people think it's every it's not it's i don't even think it's in half the states maybe um, a little less than half yeah less than half how has that impacted the vegas sports books and the casinos on the strip I don't, that was a big worry, of course, when sports betting was legalized nationwide it was obviously something that nevada had a unique hold on uh, compared to the rest of the country. But I don't think it's mattered that much. Look, Las Vegas still is Las Vegas. It has something that a lot of places can't offer. The entertainment, everything else, not just sports betting, but everything else that it entails. Great restaurants, great shows, entertainment, you name it. Uh, so I don't think it's affected it that much. Obviously, you know, if people want to bet when they're not in Las Vegas, they can in those states where it's legalized. But if they want to come for a weekend and live it up, uh, you know, Las Vegas is definitely the place to come, and they still have the sports betting there. So I don't think it's affected it too much, but it was a big worry uh, when sports betting was first legalized nationwide. And for Caesars, uh, is I, and I'm, I'm assuming it's like this for, well, FanDuel and DraftKings are different in that they don't have stand-up casinos like you guys. For, uh, how much of, is your is your sort of business philosophy now the app and online needs to be just as important as the sports book in terms of resources, attention. How do you, cause you guys still have the casino and the sports book there and then you have the app. So how, how much is being put into the app and the, and the online version of it? Well, quite a bit, obviously, you know, Caesars, you know, the name is synonymous with excellence. So we want to stand alone uh, in the sports betting environment as well as far when it comes to our app and our, and our mobile product. But yes, you're right. Caesars is, you know, we have freestanding casinos. We have a huge, it's a huge entertainment uh, experience, not just sports betting by itself. Uh, so we have the Caesars rewards, uh, have Caesars rewards where you can get, you know, points to use at those uh, locations. If you want to come out to Vegas and use it for rooms or food, uh, you can use uh, those credits uh, from your sports betting. So yeah, we, we're definitely a little different, but we definitely put a lot of attention and thought into it. And we're looking to improve things every day. It's good for me to know. Um, I, I asked my users for some questions and 
it, you know, it's interesting because a, a lot of people want to know just about sort of the basics of sports betting before we get into some some Super Bowl things. Um, someone wanted to know if the recent coverage of bad NFL officiating has affected the gambling industry at all. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, look, I mean, officials are human just like everybody else. They're just like the players, just like you and I. We all make mistakes. Uh, and unfortunately, it's you know magnified when it comes to a big game. If a, if a referee makes a bad call, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, it just it comes with the territory. And look, sometimes it goes against uh, uh, certain people's bets. Sometimes it, it goes in their favor. But of course, everybody remembers when it, more so when it goes against them. Right. But that just, I don't think it affect, It might affect some people. But, you know, you have to understand that's just part of the game. We're dealing with humans on the player side and the official side. Uh, so it, it just comes with the territory. So maybe some people are affected by it and, and, and don't like that aspect of it. But that that's just what it is. I mean, you know, but we have to understand that these people are human and when they make mistakes. Uh, and, yes, it does influence bets sometimes. Obviously, you can bet on almost anything in a game. But right. uh, that's up to the individual to determine if, if it's something that they want to partake in. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just comes with the territory and it's part of sports. Um, another one of my Twitter followers asked, do you always make the point spread with the goal to get equal money on both sides? Or is that a fallacy? That's a fallacy. Uh, you know, it's commonly you hear that the sports book is looking to balance the book and collect the juice. Uh, you know, if you do that, uh, you're probably not going to make a lot of money. I mean, look, the, it basically comes down to winning decisions, uh, winning those big decisions. Uh, yes, you know, if, obviously, theoretically, that's, you know, what was talked about and that if you want to do that, you can, but you're just not going to make a lot of money and you're forcing yourself into situations where you could get middled or cited uh, by trying to, you know, move the line uh, so far where you're just trying to get money back. So it's not the way uh, the majority of, of sports books do business. Otherwise, you're just, it's not going to be beneficial in the long run. I mean, you, you can do that, but you're just not going to make any money by doing that. Interesting. Um, another person wants to know, how do you decide how far to move a line based on injury reports? It depends. Each player is different. I mean, obviously, when you're talking about football, the quarterbacks move the line the most. You know, obviously, the in the AFC Championship game, the questions around Patrick Mahomes, how healthy was he? Was he going to play? Uh, you know, that influenced the line. It got as high up to the Bengals minus three and obviously closed Chiefs uh, minus two around there. So, yeah, the quarterbacks are going to be the ones that move the line. But it's like that in every sport. I mean, NBA, uh, you're constantly seeing load management and constantly seeing players on their injury report, same people every night. So that drastically affects, you know, drastically affects the line. And each player has a value. And, it, again, it's up to certain certain people could say, you know, this player is worth seven points in the NFL. Some might say they're worth five. So we just have to go by our, you know, our instincts and what we think a player is worth. Uh, but injuries obviously are the big things that are going to move point spreads. And especially at the quarterback position in the NFL, there's no bigger one. Running backs, maybe not so much. Uh, there are a few running backs that obviously move the needle. You Derrick Henry's, uh, player like that, uh, players like that. But the quarterbacks are the ones, and obviously the star players are, are going to get you know the, the bigger discrepancies uh, you know, when you're talking about injuries and how far they move the line. So, yeah, it's definitely something we have to pay attention to all the time. Another question I got is, how many years back do you go when setting a line for stats and relevant facts? Do you go back more than five years? How far do you go back? Not really. I mean, there's some people that like to focus on trends and say, well, in the past 15 years, this team has covered the spread this many times against that this their opponent for the week. 
I don't usually delve into that too much. I mean, you can go by somewhat recent, maybe a year ago. I mean, look, sometimes, you know, teams change, you know, personnel change from year to year. So you can't just use a blanket trend like that, uh, you know, in my opinion, uh, to influence the line or how, how we set a line. I mean, obviously, you know, there are certain teams that play well against other teams, and but it's usually done by the strength of the team. You know, if I say, well, the, the Packers have beaten the Bears so many times or they've beaten the Lions so many times over recent history, that's just because the strength of the teams have been have been widely different. So right. uh, it doesn't tell the whole story, but I know that's, you know, a lot of people like to bring those up, uh, certain trends from years back, but in my opinion, uh, don't hold much relevancy. Uh, I just like to look maybe last year, maybe a couple of years, but nothing really beyond that. Teams just change too much. Oh, that's one of my huge pet peeves in the betting world is when people give me trends. Like, don't give me anything from more than a year ago, you know? Yep. The, the the Bears are 26 and 13. Like, that has nothing to do with what's going on <laughs> today. So uh, a couple of more because I got some good. Uh, this one's funny. Is the okay. play always, always to bet under on player props since the public likely bets over? I mean, look, uh, obviously that that's definitely – you know, what we face when we're booking Super Bowl props or props of, uh, of any of any kind. You know, sharp players usually like to bet unders and no. Uh, public likes to bet yes and overs. So uh, that's something, you know, when creating the props for the Super Bowl uh, and, and basically in any sport, you know, you want to find that that perfect spot. But mainly, look, we're we're looking at what the sharp players are doing and our lines are influenced by them. Look, we know we're going to take a boatload of money on Mahomes over, Kelsey over, Jalen Hurts over, so on and so forth. Uh, but our sharp bettors are going to tell us when that when the top is. Like if if they're betting Jalen Hurts under 50 and a half rushing yards, you know we're likely not to go over 50 and a half, even if there's just so much public action uh, on the over. So uh, yeah, it's a constant battle, and of course it's magnified during Super Bowl because there's just so much public money compared to sharp money. Uh, when it comes to betting Super Bowl props. But that's something we have to deal with every year. You know, uh, looking back at the the five years ago at the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, 41-38, I believe it was, uh, you know, all the props went over and it, it was a bad result just because the public, you know, loved to bet Brady over and uh, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, that, that just, it happens every year. It's, it's the same thing. So, you know, we're looking for, you know, lower statistical uh uh, statistical numbers from those pl from those uh, particular players in order to win on the props. Got it. one more generic one, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles, where uh, Caesars is offering more than two thousand bets. So this is uh, this is your mm -hmm. day if you like to bet the last one on the generic. How do you guys determine whether to make a point spread, point five or not? When do you determine to put a hook on a game? Well, just like anything, I mean, it depends. If you're talking about the game itself. Uh, you know, just making you're, you're making your numbers. Uh, uh, so obviously, the hook depends. It, it's more valuable on certain numbers. If it's a game, it's a three. Uh, then yes, three and a half. It's a big deal sometimes. Or if it's a you know a, a, a proper like you're talking about, say uh, LeBron James, just bringing up something from last night. You know, mm -hmm. his points, rebounds, and assists. If it's a higher number, like in the fifty range, you know, the half doesn't mean as much. But it just depends on the particular what particular sport is, what particular market is, what event it is. Uh, and obviously the hook is more important sometimes than, than in other times. But, you know, look, every half point is important. Every better will tell you that. doesn't matter what oh, it yeah. is. But, yeah. you know, it's definitely more valuable on certain, yeah. in certain aspects than in others. Especially with the three and the seven. Um, mm -hmm. okay. So, like I said, Caesars is, off Caesars is offering 2,000 bets. Now, do you, do you offer the same exact bets on the Caesars app and at the casino? 
Yes. Okay. So yes. so more than 2,000 bets for Sunday Super Bowl offered by Caesars. How long does it take you to come up with more than 2,000? How long are you working on the list of wagers for the Super Bowl? Yeah, the list of wagers, it's, it expands sort of a bit every year. Uh, when always I tell people, it's like you think you've come up with every possible idea to bet the Super Bowl and what mm -hmm. props to offer. And every year it's like, oh, we're adding this, 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 and this. So, I mean, there's so many possibilities. There's so many things, you know, probably that could be added more than what we do now. But look, we are basically adding on from year to year. Uh, we try and, you know, add as much as possible. But look, the rush, the problem is the rush to get all this out. Everybody wants it out quicker. We mm -hmm. want to have all the props out now. And even this year, we've got, a, got them up earlier than we ever have. Uh, but it's a process. It starts Sunday night, you know, once the first uh, team has decided who's going to be in the Super Bowl. In this case, uh, it was the Eagles. You know, you start researching the Eagles players, coming, compiling stats. And then once the, the matchup is determined, it starts literally that night and making props, making numbers, basically forecasting how you think the game is going to go and, and basically how you set your prop numbers according to what you think is going to happen. And when we have a resource, we have a lot of talented people in our office and we get uh, a lot of people together in my house on Monday night and we go over all the props and set lines on as many as we can until we're about to pass out. And uh, and that's where we, we go from there. So uh, we got pretty much everything out, uh, the bulk of it by Wednesday this year, which usually we do it a little, a little later, but Look, the thirst is there to bet these now and to get them out as early as possible. But it's it's quite the the four or five days of you know going on little sleep and just crunching numbers uh, to get those out. So, uh, that's, but yeah, that's it's, wild it gets that, easier every year. The more you do it every year, it gets easier. But those days are still tough, no matter what, no matter it's how wild. It's wild that go. you do it from your house. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I figured you'd be in some think tank in Caesars somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes. Tell me, not in terms of money bet, but just in terms of volume, how much, you know, in terms of how many bets. By kickoff Sunday, what will be the most bet prop? Probably it's going to be the Caesar Squares, which uh, if you're unfamiliar with them, it's basically, you know, a lot of people are probably familiar with them with a, with a pool that maybe they've done at a Super Bowl party, is picking the last digit of the team's final score in that matrix and, and pairing it up and, and having odds offered on that combination. It's funny right now, if you take the amount, the total amount bets of the main three markets, the spread total and money line, they're barely, they're barely over the amount of bets we've taken on the squares. Uh, that's how popular this thing has become. I mean, obviously, you, you know, if you're, you're more common, your common numbers, the threes and the sevens and the zeros that games fall on and, and you have those huge odds, uh, you know, in the thousands that are offered on those random numbers, like if a game ends in like eight and five or or one in nine or the numbers are just not as common as the others. So that's definitely been the most popular prop so far. And I'm guessing it's probably going to be the most popular one uh, when we get to kick off on Super Bowl Sunday. This is beyond shocking to me. I, I I'm just old. I'm like, you know, like this part of like, I love the props for the Super Bowl, but there's also this part of me that wishes there was just like a line and a total. And I, 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 I get into the props for the Super Bowl, I get into the props for standalone games, like a Sunday at one, it gets overwhelming for me. But obviously <laughs> Monday Night Football Sunday, I like it. But I can't scroll past that stuff with the squares fast enough when I'm on your app. I mean, I just, to me, that's not betting. That's, that's like playing the lottery, which I guess yeah. is, but listen, if you're going to bet over under on Patrick Mahomes passing, passing yards, that's like playing the lottery too. But I feel like I want to be invested in a player. I want to be, you know, so I'm, I cannot believe that square bet is so popular. It's shock, shocking to me. Um, yeah, well, the odds, you know, like the generous odds that are given, obviously, you know, bring that out of people. You know, people yeah. want a little, you know, their return to get a lot. 
from a little bit of money, and the squares definitely offers that chance. I mean, look, we have also, you know, very popular props, you know, player to score first touchdown, which is always an extremely popular one. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard are the, are the two big liabilities we have so far. Uh, player to score a touchdown at any time during the game is very possible. And always the ever popular coin toss, which is really nothing to do with the game, but that's always going to be one of the more popular props. So those are the ones that are most popular for now. But yeah, the squares are really very popular and, and grow every single year in popularity. I bet the coin toss every year just for tradition. Um, what do you bet? I usually bet tails. That's oh. what everybody's betting so far. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if that so holds Maybe up. I'll go ahead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. How popular are the cross-sport props? You know, I think there's what Joel Embiid points versus like Eagles points or something like that. How, how big are the cross? I feel like they get bigger every year, but give me a little taste of that. Yeah, they're popular. And so again, another unique way to bet the Super Bowl and tying it to events that happen on Super Bowl Sunday and even before and after after the game is over. So, uh, yeah, they're, you know, it's always the last thing we come up with. You know, you get your numbers situated on all 
you know, the, the Mahomes overs, uh, all the player props, you know, for the Super Bowl. And then you sort of delve into the schedule. All right, who's playing this day? Turns out the Flyers are playing Sunday, which is an automatic, you know, start matching up Flyers stuff with Eagles stuff. Temple's playing basketball Sunday, same thing holds. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's another unique way to bet them. Uh, you know, you get a lot of sharp action, which you always do on the props, and a little bit of public action. So it's mainly a sharper uh, sharper clientele that's betting those uh, for a decent amount of money and, and some smaller money from uh, from the public who wants to get involved and, and tie as much as they can into the Super Bowl. So we've definitely expanded that year after year, and it's sort of fun coming up with ideas and uh, and things to make the game more exciting. So cross sports props have, have definitely been getting more popular and, and more in number uh, every year. Now, you can't offer anything on like the anthem and the halftime stuff, right? Because that's offshore that usually offers that, right? If I'm not mistaken. Correct. There are a few places that, that do allow it, but the majority of states do not offer it. Obviously, it's a known outcome. It's a known event. Right. Uh, so a lot of states, they don't want to you know, go anywhere near it, which I don't blame them. I mean, look, uh, you, know, you mentioned that you know, offshore books are European books. They can literally bet on just about anything, uh, but that's just not the case here. And uh, yeah. you know, we choose not to get involved too much in, in, in those type of things because obviously it's, it's pretty much known. Uh, you know, we had uh, the the person timing the national anthem uh, right. last year outside the stadium. Uh, you know, people know what Gatorade color is going in. You know, it's a known event, so uh, we try and stay away from that. And states, you know, don't like to be involved in that too much either. Brett Musburger once told me a great story on this podcast mm -hmm. about how um, he had, like, when he was at CBS, he had sort of a mole who would be at rehearsals who would time mm -hmm. the anthem for him and then give him the information. You know, I, I was listening to a radio show, a sports talk radio show here in New York this morning, Boomer and Geo on WFAN, and they were going through some of the the props. And yeah, I guess one of the props from the offshore sites is, you know, which song will Rihanna perform first? And like, if you know someone who's at rehearsals, you can get that fairly easily. I mean, that that that's like, you know, I, I but I guess the offshore sites have a max bet on that. So, um. Yep. Couple of other, a couple of others on the game that, that some of my Twitter followers sent in. If you could pick one bet to go the book's way this Sunday, what would it be? What do we want to happen? Well, I mean, as of now, the Chiefs are the best outcome with the Chiefs winning the game. Futures-wise, we do well on the Chiefs, more so than the Eagles, who we still win on, but just not as much. Uh, that's right now the, the outcome that the book would favor. But things can change. Look, we're going to be taking a lot of huge wagers, you know, large six-figure wagers, and who knows, maybe even one into the seven figures. Uh, Super Bowl brings that out. So, uh, from what you know, what I tell you today could drastically change in the in the days to come. So, uh, but as of right now, you know, we're a little heavy on the on the Eagles. So we need the Chiefs, but uh, you know, certainly with you know four days to go, uh, anything can happen. So a lot of people are betting Philadelphia. Interesting. Um, yeah. Someone asked, what was the real opening line? Were the Chiefs actually favored for a few seconds and how much came in on the Eagles to quickly flip that? I know you, you can't give amounts, but if you could shed some light on what happened there. Yeah, sure. I was just going to mention that. But yeah, we opened the game picked. Uh, you know, when we, you know, before the uh, championship games, we do our probable line on what the Super, what each Super Bowl matchup would be. Everyone was picked or won, you know, depending on which, uh, on the matchup. Uh, I made it pick. Uh, we, we went out with pick in 49 and a half. Uh, some places open the Chiefs favor. You know, when we had pick, there were some ones, there was even a two and a half on the Chiefs. Uh, the line quickly shifted uh, in a matter of hours, and the Eagles got up to as high as a two and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, look, we held steady at our number, even when the line started moving the Eagles' way. 
Uh, we were still low and willing to take a few bets on the Eagles, which we did. And that's where the you know why the liability is what it is now. So, uh, but the line has come back to one and a half. So, but yes, people did open the Chiefs favored. You know, we opened a pick uh, and we stayed you know a little higher on the Chiefs uh, when everybody else was at one and a half and two on the Eagles. We were one and one and a half. So, uh, you know, that's just the way we view the game. It's a complete toss up. Look, I'm a big Eagles fan, but you know, the bookmaker and me made it a pick, so that's what we went with, uh, and we held it for quite some time. So that's you know why the liability is for us. Uh, it, where it sits now what what's better for you guys as the book do you like the a game where it's like this where it's minus one and a half pick them minus two what do you like a minus 10 minus nine it, yeah, or no, no difference no it makes a big difference i think it's you know you should in theory have more balanced action the closer it is to a pick okay uh you know if it's a spreads a touchdown or, or 10 like you said i think most people have it in their minds that you know it's it's a foregone conclusion, uh, but it just brings it out when a game's the line is close to pick. You're going to have usually not all the time. You're usually going to have a little more balanced action on the spread, uh, you know, because the line tells you, hey, this game's going to be close. And this game to me, like I said, I made it a pick. Seems like a total coin flip. Uh, you would think you're going to end up with, you know, fairly even spread action, or, you know, unless you take, like I said, a, a huge bet that skews it one way or the other. But uh, yeah, uh, closer to pick should be more balanced action. Last thing, uh, last thing. Um, is this expected to set sort of record? I, sports gambling gets bigger and bigger. Sports betting gets bigger and bigger every year. And mm -hmm. it's not going down. It's only going up. Would you expect this to be the most bet in terms of amount of bet, money, bet, everything? Are we setting a record here on, on Sunday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, year after year, as we have more states that, that enter the world of sports betting, you're going to have that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just going to happen. So, you know, every year betting, it's more sports betting gets more popular and now it's readily, more readily available. Even if you live in the States, say you live in Missouri, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of traffic going across the bridge. I don't know if there's a bridge or a road, however you get to the state of Kansas where there's now legalized sports betting, you know, we're going to yeah. be taking quite a bit of chiefs money uh, in the state of Kansas and probably for, you know, from people that don't live there. So, uh, you know, that's, that's also, you know, led to the increase as well, but yeah, every year is going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, and this is interesting. This year, we're first Super Bowl. It's in a state with legalized sports betting. Uh, next oh, year, the first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, it's here in Vegas. So, uh, so they can be, be in quite... the stadium on their phones, pounding away, betting throughout the whole game. Yeah, you'll be able to. That's yeah. And be... so, but yeah, it's it's going to be like that for the time being. That's just going to grow and grow. Uh, I'd love to know the year. amount you take in just from the people in the stadium on their phones betting. For those yeah, three hours. Yeah, it would hours. be good to know. For those yeah. three hours, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, look, people people are, you know, the in-play betting and, uh, has become more and more popular. Uh, so that's growing. And obviously, yes, if you're whether you're sitting and watching a game in the stands, no matter where, if it's at the Super Bowl or, or where else it would be, or sitting in, on your phone uh, in your house, yeah, people are going to be, you know, the in-play betting is going to be huge, uh, as, as it always is. And it gets bigger and bigger every year, especially for this game. But, yeah, people in the stadium will, uh, will be able to do so. I hate the in-play betting. That's my downfall. You guys must love it. You guys must clean up because I get crushed every time with in-play betting. I know you won't say that, but that's got to be. You guys must love the suckers like me for the in-play betting. Well, no, I, I get mean, murdered. Look, there's people, I get there's murdered. people that do well at it. There's people who do well at it. And look, it's it, <laughs> it's a new thing. It's a new thing for bettors and bookmakers alike. You know, it's been around for a while. Obviously, in the European books, it's a new phenomenon, basically. You know, in the U.S., uh, you can only bet like at halftime, uh, not, you know, after while the game's going on so 
you know, it's a challenge, like I said, for bookie and for better alike. But uh, there's definitely opportunity. There's a lot of markets to choose from. And uh, yeah, it's just maybe something that over time, you know, you get better at just like anything else. So can't uh, get worse. So don't don't uh, yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't eliminate it uh, completely. Just yet. Oh, I'm sure you don't want me to eliminate it. Um, <laughs> last question, then I'll let you run. This comes from a user. Whenever okay. I lose a bet or a line looks fishy, I say, what does Vegas know? So please ask him that. What does Vegas know? Well, I mean, the I, perception is Vegas always knows. It's a big, it's a big line on Twitter. I tweet it out all the sure. time. Vegas always knows. It, you know what? It, it was, uh, it was Jaguars Chiefs, and the Jaguars mm -hmm. went flying right through the back door after they had no business. And I think I tweeted, "Vegas always knows." Yeah, no, I hear it all the time too. <laughs> but look, if you take all the sporting events uh, that that go on, it's a, a small fraction that, you know, land right on the number are very close. There's plenty of opportunities, you know, where the, the spread is not in jeopardy, uh, the spread never comes into play. So there's no hotline to my desk from anybody. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't, I don't know anything in advance, uh, but I know it's a common line. And, you know, people love to say that when the game's right on spread, how did they know? You know, look, it, it happens more, more, it doesn't happen more than it does happen where it's, you know, it gets right on the number, uh, and, and people love to say that, but you know, there's nothing that I know that uh, is a, I have any secrets or any inside information. That's for sure. Just curious. I know I said that was less good, but you mentioned that. What is the hardest bet, hardest bet, hardest sport to set odds for? If I would say definitely one, no, I would say definitely college basketball. Just, just because of the amount of teams, you know, you're talking over 350 division one teams Right. Uh, you're booking every game. I'm a huge college basketball fan. It's my favorite sport, but it's always a challenge. I mean, you know, look, when you're talking about the NFL, uh, you know, you have 32 teams and we all know them like the back of our hand, but you know, how much do you know, uh, uh Lindenwood Pariser, or yeah. <laughs> Texas A&M commerce, these new schools. Right. I mean, you have new schools going to division one every year. So it's hard to, you know, to keep up with that many teams. So college basketball is definitely the toughest to book, uh, you know, especially early in the season when you don't, you know, don't know as much about the teams. It's a little better, you know, as bookmakers when you get into conference season as we get close to March Madness like we are now. Uh, but yeah, college basketball, notoriously the toughest to book in my opinion. Got it. All right. Adam Pullen from Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, in Vegas, and of course the app. Appreciate you coming on and shedding some light. Enjoy the Super Bowl. So are you like? Do you work Super Bowl Sunday? What? How long of a day is that for you? It's a long day. I usually go in a little later, but uh, you know I'm usually working. It, it, it's a long day. The, the interesting part is I don't get to watch too much of the game. You know, you're busy grading prop bets. You know, every play determines the prop bets. We want you know to get those settled to get people to if they want to rebet in play, uh, they're able to. So I always tell people about the only time I get to watch is in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, obviously my team's involved this year, so I'm going to try and catch a little, few little uh, more plays than I normally do. You know, I don't get to watch any of the commercials. Everybody asks, "How do you like that commercial?" I'm like, "What? You know, what commercial?" But it's right. a busy day just in the grading process and, and settling all those bets yeah. while the game is going on. And you know, it's you know, you get out of there probably around midnight Vegas time once you've done all the settling of all the bets. So it's Not quite terrible. a long day. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you giving us some information here and enjoy the game and go Eagles if you're an Eagles fan. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. All right. My thanks to Richard Deitch and Adam Pullen. Appreciate them joining me on Super Bowl week. Sal will be back next week. If you're not a subscriber to SI Media with Jimmy Trina, go into uh, 
Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to it, hit the subscribe button. We've had some great shows uh, to close out uh, 2022 and then into 2023. Last week, Chris Berman. Two weeks ago, Jason McCourty. Three weeks ago, Chris Long. Four weeks ago, Troy Aikman. Give those a listen and subscribe to the pod and leave a review on Apple. We'll read it in an upcoming episode. All right. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week right here on SI Media with Jimmy Trainus. Stay safe and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.